Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study, and we've been going through the book of Luke. Uh, of course, we grabbed a couple of the passages ahead of time, and so uh, we're trying to patch some of those gaps as we're getting back in stride. Next passage, uh, next, next chapter through the book uh, of Luke chapter number uh, 8. And as you're turning there, pay attention to uh, the communication that we give with regards to our regathering, our preparation uh, for that at that repository of rosedellbaptist.org, uh, where it has a button for the regathering plan. Make sure you're uh, freshly familiar with all of that. Uh, and there are several lenses that we're looking through. Uh, obviously, uh, the health of our people is number one, and we've had uh, a couple that are still recovering from uh, the coronavirus. In fact, we have one staff member being tested for. Uh, and, and so that's one of the filters, wanting to make sure that that internally the safeties, the preparations, that, that we're ready. Uh, also, you'll probably see some kind of a survey come out as far as if we uh, open uh, sooner rather than later. Would you be there day one or would you wait till the second month or uh, four months? Around? Just so we can be prepared on, uh, on our side, uh, the numbers that we're looking for uh, regathering. The great thing is that we have plenty of room. A 1,567 seat auditorium, uh, we could uh, block off uh, two rows for every row that we have open, still have plenty of room. Uh, and so praise the Lord for the facilities. Praise the Lord for the prudence that God's given to this team. Uh, and let's pray for God's perfect timing. A prudent man knoweth both the time, the time, and the judgment. The time, boy, we want to do it uh, in God's time. And so uh, we're in Luke chapter 8, verse number 1. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings. There's a shifting in this, this passage. Uh, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, a Herod steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Uh, just kind of identifying some that are following him. Verse 4, and when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spoke by a, a parable. And so the shifting is uh, where uh, it was primarily the miracles, now uh, it's primarily the message. Uh, where we're shifting from primarily the wonders, the miracles, the wonders, uh, now it's shifting to primarily uh, the word, the parables, the teaching. And the first message he gives is about the message he gives. Uh, the first word he shares is about the words that he's going to share. And so we're shifting from, from miracles performed, we've seen that, uh, to now the message he preaches. And the first preaching he does is about the preaching he's about uh, to do. Uh, he'll be uh, preaching the Word of God, obviously, the Word of Christ, obviously, the Bible for three years to many different people. Uh, that have many different contexts, uh, that, that are in many different life stages, that, that are going to have many different results, and he's speaking to them uh, about that. Let's look at some of the results. Verse number five. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, 
And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He's not talking about farming and planting and starting a garden. Uh, He's talking about the word he's going to preach, the message he's going to give, the preaching they're going to hear. He that hath ears, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And and he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, uh, but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those that by the wayside are they that hear, then come to the devil and take away the word, uh, take away the word out of their hearts, uh, lest they should believe and be saved. That's the first one. Uh, they on the rock are they, uh, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and uh, because they have no root, which uh, for a while believe, and in time and temptation they fall away. And so that's the second group. Uh, number three, and that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring forth no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground, number four, are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring fruit with patience. I like the fact that he's going to be teaching for about three years. And of course, it's shifting. He's still going to have miracles, but now it's primarily the message where there was a message before, but it was primarily the miracles. And so uh, there's a shift going on. And before he starts really inundating them with the word, uh, before he starts really pouring out his teaching, uh, before he starts uh, giving God's word, uh, he he first identifies there's going to be a lot of different people that hear the word, a lot of different results uh, with regards to that word. He identifies that. By the way, one of the foundational truths of the entire Bible is God speaks to his people. God wants to speak to his people, part of the relationship, uh, communication, and God wants to communicate to his people. Throughout the entire Bible, you're going to see, and God said, and God said. You get the idea that he really does want to speak to his people. You get the idea that he really does want to speak to you. Uh, The ones I like even better than that are not the past tense, uh, and God said, but the present tense of, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. What the Spirit saith. The Bible is still speaking today. Not just the Lord had said, but the Lord is saying today through his word. I think about Romans chapter number 4 when the verse says, What saith the scripture? Then it quotes the book of Genesis from 4,000 years ago. What saith the scripture? It's still speaking today. Uh, It's still saying today. Uh, Though it happened 4,000 years ago back then. Uh, God's word. God wants to speak to his people today. Uh, You see it again in Romans 9, 17. What saith the scripture? And then he quotes Exodus, uh, not 4,000 years ago, but 3,600 years ago. Uh, It's saying today. Uh, What saith the scripture today? Uh, Yes, it said back then. It happened back then but it's still speaking to us today. Present tense, right now, where you're at, the room you're in, where you're seated, the device you're you're watching on, God wants to speak to you today. God wants to speak to us. He's still speaking to us. I guess the question is, are we listening? 
Uh, are we listening? And to illustrate it right out of the gate, uh, to illustrate it, he gives the parable of the sower, the seed, and the soils. Uh, the sower, the seed, and the soils to illustrate that. Okay, I'm going to be teaching for about three years. I'm going to be preaching for about uh, three years. I'm going to be giving the word for about, about, about three years. And before you get nervous at the differing results, some no results, some uh, short-lived results, some bad results, but there are some good results. Before you get nervous about uh, uh, wait, it, it's not impacting or it's not, not uh, fruitful happenings. Let me just say right out of the gate, uh, it's not uh, about the seed. It's not uh, about uh, the sower. It's all about the soil. Four different soils. Verse 5, wayside soil, no results. Verse 6, rocky soil, no results. Uh, verse 7, thorn-covered soil, no results. But then verse number 8, Good soil, good soil. And there was unbelievable results of fruitfulness and growth and life. And so before he starts his teaching ministry, he takes the time to talk about the results that are going to happen from his teaching ministry. Verse 12, those by the wayside are they. Verse 13, they on the rock are they. Verse 14, that which fall among the thorns are they. Verse 15, but that on good ground are they. It always amazes me. Uh, two people uh, during the same time in the same church, uh, having the same pastor, hearing the same preaching, ha having the same verses, same environment, uh, same sermons, yet one turns out for the glory of God, uh, totally transformed, serving God uh, incredibly, uh, the other walking away, rebelling, walking away, uh, almost in disdain, uh, walking away, uh, I didn't get anything out of that. Hey, it's not about the seed of the, uh, the sower, it's all about the soil. The soil, the soil, I think about Cain and Abel. Same home, uh, same influences, uh, same uh, upbringing, yet Abel's life and sacrifice was well-pleasing to the Lord, uh, and Cain's murderous actions displeasing to God. Same home. I think about Abraham and Lot, who grew up in the same area, had the same large family unit, uh, they same influences in their life. Uh, and when crunch time came for Abraham, well, his son being offered Mount Moriah for the Lord, well, his son said, "Well, Dad, if you say God said it, if you say if you say that God's leading this, I trust you because I know your Christianity is real." Now Lot, his nephew, again, same large family unit, same spiritual influences. Uh, Lot, uh, who characterized by, by Sodom, Gomorrah, uh, epitomized by that. He, he already offered his two younger daughters to, those, to the, the men of the city, those, the, the perversion of the city. Uh, then, then when he went to his two older daughters, the Bible says, as he's warning them, he's warning them, God's judgment is going to come upon this, this town. Uh, he's warning them. Uh, the Bible says that he seemed to them as one that mocked to them his Christianity was a joke. Two people, same sower, same seed, totally different soils. Two people, same sower, same seed. Uh, I think about Lucifer, Gabriel, and Michael, uh, the three archangels in heaven, hearing God's voice uh, under the same influence, uh, yet Lucifer uh, didn't turn out for the devil. 
uh, he turned into the devil. <laughs> uh, and Gabriel and Michael still serving and praising. Boy, what makes the difference? My question is this. Uh, what could possibly make the difference between these two groups? The one turning out productive, the one turning out for the glory of God, the other turning away from God. Especially when the one that's speaking here is Christ. Uh, the one that's teaching here is Christ. Uh, the one that's delivering the message here uh, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he says 75% of those that hear uh, aren't going to turn out for the glory of God, but 25% of them, they will. Uh, and so put down point number one, if you will. The problem is not the seed. That's not the problem. Uh, the problem is not the seed. Verse 5, a sower went out to sow his seed. Same seed in the wayside soil. Same seed in the stony soil. Same seed in the thorny soil. Same seed in that good soil. The same seed that produced greatly in one, produced nothing in another. Uh, the same seed, the seed is the word of God. Uh, the same seed, the seed is the word of God. Hey, the problem is not the seed. First Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth. It's incorruptible, it's alive, which, which liveth and abideth forever. Hey, the seed of the word of God is not the problem. I'm talking to two people that have gone to the same church, uh, hearing the same preaching, sat in the same pews, uh, under the same sermons, hearing the same verses. Uh, they went there at the same time, uh, yet one of them is planted uh, like a tree, bringing forth his fruit. Uh, he's, he's stable, and he's fruitful, and he's, he's, he's bringing God glory while the other is not. Uh, and it's not a, a seed problem. It's not a seed problem. Number one, uh, the problem is not the seed. Put down point number two, uh, the problem is not the sower. And keep in mind, the sower here is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he's about to start his teaching ministry. Uh, he's about to start his teaching ministry. Three years teaching and preaching and sharing the word of God. Uh, he's about to start that. Uh, and, and he starts out by saying, boy, there's going to be incredibly different results uh, uh, because of the context, the hearts, the different people. Uh, now, uh, it's the Son of God, the best preacher, greatest preacher that, that ever lived, understatement. Uh, someone couldn't deliver the Word of God any better than he did, uh, understatement. Uh, the Word, the Word, the Word of God, uh, the efficacy, uh, the, the power of uh, the Word of God, the transformative quality of the Word of God. Uh, and, and he starts out saying, Boy, it's not the Word of God that's the problem. It's not the one sowing. Christ is sowing here. Uh, uh, that's the problem. Boy, it's the soil. It's the soil that's the problem. In fact, underneath that, put down, uh, all, of that, all of us have Christ sowing seed in our life. All of us do. If you're saved, you're born again. Uh, all of us have Christ sowing seed uh, in our life. Uh, Matthew's account of this, this parable of the sower, the seed, and the soil Matthew chapter 13, uh, uh, a parable or two later, uh, it identifies in Matthew 13, 37, 
he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. And so uh, it doesn't identify that in that, that the sower and the seed and the soil parable, but, but we do know that the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of man, boy, he sows the seed of his word during our Bible time, uh, our study time, our devotional time, uh, our meditation time. Uh, our writing it down, taking it with us, our memorization time, the Word of God. Hey, all of us have Christ sowing seed in our life. Number two, hopefully, all of us have a pastor, number two, sowing seed in, in our life. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and, and some pastors uh, and teachers. Pastors uh, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so uh, all of us have Christ sowing seed, the Word of God, uh, in our hearts. And, and all of us have pastors that are sowing seed, the Word of God, uh, in our hearts. First Peter chapter 5, 2, talking about pastors, uh, are to feed, feed, are to feed the flock uh, of God. Uh, and, and for someone to say, well, I don't need a pastor, uh, is to go against the Word of God. Someone that says, uh, well, I can pastor myself. And I understand that we're, we're to have the discipline and the maturity to, to feed ourselves, but God has given us some to pastor us, and we all have that. I can take you to churches where two totally different families in uh, two totally different places uh, uh, in, in their life, in, in the, the exact same church, exact same preaching, exact same pastor, but, but they have two totally different results. And the problem isn't the seed. The problem isn't the sower because one does well, the other crashes. One does great, uh, the other destabilizes. One does, one does for the glory of God. Uh, the other, it's not a seed problem. It's not a sower problem. Number three, uh, all of us have a small group leader or a mentor or a Sunday school teacher that's sowing seed in our life. And we all need that. Well, I need a mentor and I need to be mentoring. Uh, I need a discipler, and I need to be discipling. Uh, I need someone's teaching, and I need to be teaching. And, and so uh, all of us need a Paul, and all of us need a Timothy. Uh, at times we're a Timothy, and at times we're a Paul. Boy, we need both of those in our life connected by the Word of God that's flowing through. Uh, and listen, there's been times where I've sat under incredibly, uh, unbelievably, a wide range of styles. Uh, some monotone, some dynamic, some slow, some fast, some, some, uh, uh, but understand if it's the Word of God getting out, the Word of God getting out, if someone is opening up the Word of God and the Word of God is getting out, uh, I don't know of one time where I didn't walk away with something from the Word of God that blessed my heart. It's about the Word, uh, it, 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 and let me say this, the sower is not the problem, and someone will say, well, the delivery, the delivery, the style, the style. Boy, I want a style, stylistically. This is what I want. Uh, maybe a, a, a sower that's sowing the seed sidearm. That's what I want. Or a sower that's sowing the seed overhand. That's what I want. Or uh, a sower that's sowing the seed underhand. That's what I want. Or uh, a sower that's sowing the seed uh, uh, kind of glamorously with a finger roll, or or a sower that's sowing expositionally or topically or uh, textually. Uh, uh, you can sow it fast, rapid fire, slow, loud, 
quiet, raspy. Uh, you can sow it with humor, telling jokes as you sow the seed. You can uh, tell it uh, with illustrations as you're uh, sowing the seed, with uh, an alliterated outline as you're, uh, as you're sowing the seed. But no matter how it's being sown, uh, it's not the delivery of the seed. It's the dynamics of the seed, the divinity of the Word of God. My question is not how is the seed being sown, but how much of the seed is being sown. By the way, that's one of the reasons why we're back in Luke. Next passage, next chapter, because that's who we are. Going through books of the Bible, going uh, uh, systematically, uh, 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 sequentially through through the Word of God, because we want to get as much of the seed, uh, as much of the Word of God to you as we can. And so the sower is not the problem. The, the seed is not the problem. It's not the delivery of. It's, it's the dynamics of. It's the divinity of. In fact, I do think it's interesting, especially uh, during this time, that, that the different modes of delivery, the different modes uh, of, uh, of delivery. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, it says, Till I come, give attendance to reading. Reading. Studying, study to show thyself approved unto God. Uh, the thing I want you to take note of is most of the time when it's talking about read the word, study the word, uh, it's talking to the pastors of that time. Uh, when it's talking to the Christians uh, of that time, uh, it's not so much emphasizing you need to read, but you need to hear the word of God. First Thessalonians, uh, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto, unto all the holy brethren. Uh, Colossians chapter 4, when this epistle is read among you, cause it that it be read also in the church of Laodiceans and that ye likewise read the epistle of the, to, the, to Laodicea. And so uh, and when it's talking to the pastors, read, study, talking to the people, it's when you're hearing it, it, it read. Uh, why is that? Uh, because everyone did not have a copy of the word of God at that time Gutenberg didn't come around until about uh, 1440. And so the main mode of delivery uh, is when you were in the house of God and someone took the vellums or uh, someone took the, the scriptures that typically, typically uh, only a few had, uh, and as they read it, as they read it, and as the people heard it, uh, that's why 2 Corinthians 3.15 says, when you read Moses, uh, 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 when you... It doesn't say when you read Moses, but, but when Moses is read. And so the way it played out, uh, there wasn't a, a lot of copies. Usually a church had a copy or a preacher had a copy, a vellum that had the Word of God, the Scriptures on it. Uh, and he would read, the people would have it read to them. They would hear that. Uh, and it's just as powerful uh, whether you read it or whether you hear it, whether it's read or whether you're in a building and and listening to it, or uh, whether you're uh, on your couch focusing on it, live stream does not diminish the power of the Word of God. Uh, live stream does not diminish the power of the Word of God. Uh, and someone would say, well, the Bible doesn't say that, that uh, we should live stream. Yeah, because it wasn't around back then. Uh, but the vehicle, uh, it didn't even say so much that we should be reading as much as we should be hearing, because as the cultural changes happen, the different vehicles uh, change that happen, boy, that's why it's about the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, because that was the majority of the Christians, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing 
by the Word of God. The Word of God. And so whether you're reading it or listening to it or hearing it or watching it on live stream, hey, don't ever forget that it's all about the Word of God. I really do think the biggest thing we miss during these times uh, where uh, we're not gathering in the same building, uh, we're not gathering under the same roof, I think the main thing that we miss during these times uh, is the fellowship, that fellowship, that iron sharpening iron, that encouraging one another, that, uh, that camaraderie, that, that fellowship. Uh, I do think that's, that's the main thing that, that we miss during these times, but, but I'm glad that, that we're trying to figure out how to, how to supplement that and how to, uh, 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 we're talking about pop-up type events and talking about fellowship type uh, uh, settings. And so we are trying to address that. The thing that I want all of us to understand, though, is it's the Word of God whether you're seeing it, Word of God, whether you're listening to it, Word of God, whether you're hearing it, Word of God, whether you're reading it, uh, the question is not uh, how is the seed being sown, but how much, how much, how much seed is being sown. Number three, write it down. Uh, the problem is not the, the seed, it's perfect. problem is not the sower. For, for the majority, we, we have the same sower sowing into our lives. And ultimately, Christ was here talking about his teaching ministry. But number three, uh, the problem is the soil. The soil. It's all about, uh, is it wayside soil? Is it rocky soil? Is it thorn-covered soil? Is it, is it good soil? Again, uh, our fundamental foundational first truth was God wants to speak to his people. God wants to speak to us. Uh, God wants to speak to you. The question is, uh, are we listening to him? Right now, uh, inside of this auditorium, there's uh, radio waves, there's TV waves that we can't see, but, but there's, there's TV shows being broadcast throughout this auditorium. But unless you have a receiver to receive them, uh, a TV with which to watch them, uh, you're not going to be able to tune in, tune in, to tune in to them. Uh, now, you on the other side of that device well, you do have a receiver. You do have a screen with which to tune in, tune in. Uh, but understand, uh, we need to make sure that we're spiritually in tune with the, the spiritual Word of God. Uh, verse 15 starts talking about it. Uh, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, uh, having heard the Word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Let me give you a couple, couple statements underneath this. It's the, the soil. The soil. It's all about the soil. We need to be careful listeners. We need to be careful listeners. Look at verse number 8. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said uh, these things, he cried, He that hath ears, let him hear. He that hath ears, let him hear. We need to be careful listeners. Careful listeners. I do think that's where the challenge is uh, when you're watching online. There's more distractions at home. It's the same way with homeschooling. When your schoolroom becomes a screen, there's a whole lot of distractions outside of that screen rather than being immersed in a classroom, rather than being uh, immersed in a congregation. And so uh, it, it is a little more difficult being careful listeners, but, but a couple ideas to, to help with that, uh, especially when uh, it's online services, it's live streaming. Number one, be fully present. Be fully present. Uh, uh, it, it's hardest when you're online 
uh, because there are distractions, but be fully present. Uh, get up early. Being in your place early, uh, make sure that, that the ringers are shut off so you're not distracted by a phone call. Hey, be present. Uh, next, watch it live. And I'm talking about how to make the most out of an online message. Watch it live. Don't go back and, well, I'm going to miss it. I overslept here. Uh, I'll go back later. Well, you're missing the fellowship, the comments, the connections, the, the, the different uh, supplements with regards to that. And so be careful, listeners, uh, by being present. Careful, listeners, by uh, watching it live. Be engaged. Uh, be engaged. I'm talking about when you, when you tune in, boy, comment. Uh, I love what my mom, if she's listening, uh, uh, pastor's mom is here. Pastor's mom is here. But we have so many others that say, Wait, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm here. Uh, and then they connect, they connect and they conversate with, with others. Hey, miss you and good to, good to talk to you and uh, praying for you. How are things going uh, with you? Now, when the sermon starts, I do think that uh, the comments should be about the sermon. I, I think that extra verses should be added about the sermon. I, I do think that uh, even repeating a phrase in the comment line uh, about the sermon uh, helps you to be uh, engaged. Uh, we're talking about being careful listeners when, when it's an online sermon, okay? A trick. I would put your phone on airplane mode and keep Wi-Fi on. Airplane mode will keep you from hearing the ringing of a phone call. With Wi-Fi on, you'll still be able to get the service, still be able to comment in the service. And we're talking about careful listeners, careful listeners. Um, worship, don't just watch. Worship, don't just watch. Hannah's great at this. Um, as the singing is happening on the screen, she's singing with it. She's singing with it. Uh, uh, worship, don't just uh, watch. Uh, and, and then make sure the outline is printed up ahead of time if you fill in the blanks and different other ways. But, but limit the distractions. Be present. Be careful listeners. And we understand there's uh, two parts uh, to communication. We understand that. Uh, there's speaking and receiving. Speaking uh, and receiving. Uh, there's two parts to being a uh, communication, and so uh, it, it doesn't matter uh, how the person's speaking or who it is that is speaking, uh, even if it's Christ, because the Pharisees turned a deaf ear. Uh, the, uh, some of the disciples, will you also go away? Will you also go away? And yeah, for a time, the crowds were 5,000, but then uh, for times, the crowds were 12, and then for a time, the crowds were three, and so it really doesn't so much matter that it's Christ. He's not the problem. That's not what makes the difference. It's the soil. That's what makes the difference. Number one, be careful listeners. Be careful listeners. In fact, Revelation 2, Revelation 3, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. And so, just check it out if you will. If you have one ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. If you have two ears, well, you should be doubly, doubly focused at listening uh, verse number 15, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, having heard the word, are you listening? Be careful, listeners. Number two, uh, the problem is the soil. If I'm not getting anything out of the sermon, then I'm the problem. If I'm not getting anything out of the lesson, then did I come prepared? I want to be put in as much preparation to receive the word as the preacher did to deliver the word. And so uh, I want to be prayed up. I want to be on time. I want to be fully focused. I want to be uh, limiting distractions with be careful listeners. But then number two, uh, we need a cultivated heart. 
a cultivated heart. Matthew 13, 15, for this people's heart is waxed gross, hard-hearted, waxed gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes have closed. And of course, verse 15 says, it's an honest and a good heart. We need a good heart. Jeremiah 4, 3, break up the fallow ground and sow not among, th among thorns, referencing, referencing. And then uh, Hosea chapter 10, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, Break up the fallow ground. It is time to seek the Lord. And so number one, be careful, listeners. Be careful, listeners. Uh, number two, uh, uh, have a cultivated heart. But now number three, we need a clean heart. And you say, well, pastor, I, I'm not getting as much. I'm not getting as much. Yeah, you're going to have to work harder to, to, get, to get from the Word of God uh, during a live stream because the distractions that are around you, but uh, we work harder to make sure we get it. And so careful listeners, and then a cultivated heart, but then a clean heart, 15. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, an honest and a good heart. James chapter 1, wherefore my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, swift to hear, careful listeners, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man, talking about calloused heart, talking about a hard heart. And it goes on to, to talk about uh, be doers the word, not hearers only. Uh, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Make sure you are careful listeners. You have a cultivated heart. You have a clean heart. Letter D, we need a close heart. A close heart. Uh, Mark, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Don't just sit with the service on and your heart drifting. Make sure as you're sitting with the service on, you're listening, you're connected, you're taking in, you're drinking in, you're praying in the Word of God. I do think of 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, when, when he needed to hear from God, God showed him a hurricane kind of a wind, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. He then showed him a earth that was quaking, but, but the, earth, uh, the Lord wasn't in that earth that was quaking, and then showed him a fierce fire, a fierce fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And, and then the Bible says it was a still, small voice of God. But that still, small voice of God, you can't hear from a distance. You need to be close to God. Uh, you need to have a close heart. Uh, you need to make sure sins are confessed. Uh, you need to make sure you're drawing nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. Uh, and when you're that close, uh, when he whispers into your spirit, you'll hear it as clear as day. And so number one, careful listeners. Number two, cultivated heart. Number three, clean heart. Number four, close heart. Uh, and then lastly, we need a calm personality. A calm personality. Verse 15, last phrase, it says, and it'll bring forth fruit with patience. Fruit. Uh, with patience. Uh, learn to be patient with other people's growth. Learn to be patient with your own growth. Growth is the result. The result, the cause, is staying connected to the Word of God. Uh, the, the growth, that fruitfulness, uh, is the result, but the cause, the cause, uh, is making sure that we're as close as we can to the Word of God. We're drinking it in. We're uh, learning it. We're reading it. We're hearing it. We're memorizing it. Why, we're spending time in it.
the planning of God's Word in our life. We make sure that we get up in the morning and read. Uh, We take with us a verse to meditate on. Uh, We sing Scripture songs. We hear the lessons. We talk about the Word. Uh, Our marriages need to be transformed by the Word. Our, our, Our personalities need to be transformed by the Word. Hey, it's the Word of God! Uh, And Rosedale Baptist Church will always be all uh, about that. And so, as a listener, not just a preacher, as a listener, uh, I want to make sure that that I don't just kind of rush and stumble and, all right, preacher, bless me if you can. (laughs) I want to make sure that that I've been in prayer. Uh, I've yielded my will. I've submitted my heart. I'm looking to him. We're about to open the eternal Word of God. When that service starts, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what God has to say to me. I want to be so focused, boxing out everything else, the distractions, and focused on the Word of God. At Rosedale, I know it can be challenging with live stream, online, uh, but let's go a step further to make sure that we are staying connected on Sunday. We are staying connected uh, on Wednesday, the Word of God, our small groups, we're, we're basking and bathing in, in the Word of God. And I also understand the thing that we miss the most is the fellowship, the fellowship. Uh, and stay connected here, stay, keep, pay attention here uh, to get information on pop-up groups or how we're going to insulate that, but then also uh, about our regathering plan. But make sure you're staying connected with a good heart, good soil, receiving the Word of God, and that's what blesses and transforms us. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.